Hello everyone, welcome back to season 2023 for a, the third year running of the Carlton Wrap and I'm joined by, I'm going to say co-host because I'm certainly not a single host anymore. I've got Kira and Ari back with me, we've lost Tori and Jazz, this one, and I'm sure they'll feature back during the during the season, but for now I've got the average age of about 14 because of Ari on this podcast, so I'll yeah. start with the 14 year old, Ari, how are you? It's good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Matt. Thank you very much for having me on again. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been a good. It's been pretty good. Pretty good. Um, lead up to the season. So I'm um, celebrated my sixth birthday the other week, which was good. So um, yeah, can't wait to crack into things. Lollipops? Was that what it was? Lollipops? No, no. It was that actually indoor sports? Indoor sports. Yeah. yeah. Indoor sports. We're not. Yeah, I've, I've, got, the, I've, everything. I've got the. I've got the trophy in the other room as well. I'll bring it later. I do actually have one of those in my room for my eighth birthday party. I've got like 12. It's great. It's so good. I don't have any, so. No, that's a shame. That's a shame. That's disappointing. Well, Kira, apart from your missing of indoor sports trophies, how are you going? I'm I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me on again. Just excited for footy to be back. Okay, well, I'm going to take it down a notch. I'm not that excited. Not (laughs) What a surprise. What a surprise. No, look, I don't. This has actually been the quickest off season in a long in a long time because I've just it's been the happiest time of my life when this team hasn't been playing. I can like I've been actually able to relax. I have been able to not think about what stress could be caused on Saturday or Sunday. It's just simply the weekend now, which is great. Which is great. But like you're missing the high of a win. Yeah, yeah, I, I sometimes think that, and then I also think about the what the what the twenty one day period in which I wanted to kill myself effectively, from round twenty one to twenty three, twenty four, and then the finals. So yeah, okay, me too. But yeah, I just think about that. Well, I, yeah, you know exactly. You, well, you say it's like the high of a win. When was our last win? Like August? No, not even August. Was it August? Was that Giants game in August? Are we really rehashing this again? That was our last week. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, okay. Look, all right, all right, all right. We'll move on. We'll move on. Okay. Well, this is a very improv podcast. We're just going to simply talk about what's on our mind, and it's like a preview. But we're not going to go like player by player by player because we'll actually talk too much. And Ari and I'm pretty sure we recorded like an hour and a half last year doing player by player. Yeah, so before I started recording, before I joined the call, I looked at our chat log and there was a recording for one hour and 47 minutes. So I, I think yeah. it was that one, yeah. Lovely. So, yes, to be safe, we're going to keep it shorter. But we'll say that in like an hour and four minutes will be the timestamp for this yeah. whole thing. So. This is part one. But, okay, we've had, we've, we've had <laughs> part one. Yeah, well, we've... I feel like talking about pre-season isn't much to talk about. Like, I felt like the lead-up this whole season was the exact same as last year. Yeah. Any different thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a bit different in terms of last year we didn't know. Now we kind of know a lot more. Last year was a little bit more... Blind hope. Yeah, blind hope, uncertainty, like not really knowing anything because it was a completely new regime, completely, completely new everything. Whereas this year we've got a little bit more of an idea, which I don't know if that makes me more or less nervous considering what actually happened last year. It makes me more nervous. Yeah. I think it's a different kind of nervous. Like last year I was just nervous that it would be another coach that ended up being absolutely diabolical. But it just, that was the nerves. Whereas this year the nerves are it ending the exact same way it did last year for one or B us not even getting to the stage for it to end that way. And it's just, we're not even in the race at all. And it was just an exciting one off year. So yeah, the nerves are high. Yeah. Uh, so I get nothing. No, I was just, I was just going to say, I don't know. The nerves are there, but also like, like we're so used to actually being shit that like, we didn't actually do well last year. Like, can you look at it in a whole season? We didn't make finals, right? Well, well, I, I think I, I think I said this when we when we last spoke on this. I think we had more. I think overall throughout the season we had more successes than we did failures. 
but overall the season was a failure. I agree. Which is weird, but it's like that's the only way because you can't look at you can't look at every kind of every kind of variable that happened throughout the season and come to the conclusion that there was more more negatives than there were positives because there weren't. But it was the ultimate negative. It was like the ace card. It's like we could have yeah. we could have paid, played perfect football for every single game. We could have had no negatives, but if we didn't make finals, then that's the ace card. Like that is a utter utter negative that you can't really like overcome in a sense. Yeah, oh, it's I don't know. Um, well, you guys are just gonna hang shit on me. I just find it tough to get excited still. Uh, I'm just I'm not because as soon as we look, if round one goes well, mate, I'll be back on. I'll be back <laughs> on. First one back on. If we lose, well, look, I'll say I told you so, and I'll say that. Look, why'd you get excited? There was no reason to get excited, but. I'm not sure. I just don't know what it is. I just what we learned is that obviously the the start of a season doesn't get you into finals, nor does the end of a season apparently. But the start, I don't know. The start just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm. I think you understand what I'm trying to convey. I just feel like the start. You never want to go too early, but you also know you're not defined by what happens at the start in a good or a bad way. A hundred percent. I think. Everyone is waiting for the start of the season to see how we're going to go. But at the end of the day, last year we were great at the start of the season and then we failed at the hurdle that we needed to succeed at the most. So I think we're all excited for round one and to see what happens and practice matches show you little to none given all of our Wizard Cup wins. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, bring that back. Bring the nab-, nab Cup back. I mean, that, that is the only bit of success we've ever, success, ever seen. So... I wouldn't be. I, I would be looking at it as a positive and thinking we've actually seen something. But um, no, yeah, I I take I take a little to none based off preseason because uh, I think about well, I think about a couple of different things. Firstly, I think about the fact that last year we were ten goals up against the team that started the season twelve and zip, and the only reason that we didn't win that game by ten goals is because in the second half we had a forward line of Lockie Plowman and. Tom Williamson and Luke Parks, right? And we thought you respect. Oh, dangerous. And we, and we thought you respect. And despite despite me putting ten bucks on Plowman to win the Coleman, I don't really think that screams dangerous forward line <laughs> to me anyway. So um, yeah, and and also the fact that like Gold Coast beat Geelong last year in the, the bracket games, so it's like Geelong got absolutely smashed this yeah, year. Yeah, so it's like it's like. Who I mean, it tells you some things. It tells you a couple of things. It tells you things about some players and some potential roles. But I wouldn't be like I think. I think if we suck, if we suck this year, like if we don't make finals and if we're bad, it's not because of the practice game. It's because we just suck. So it's like we could have won this game by we could have won we could have beaten Sydney by hundred points and still sucked. But we just it's just because we're bad. It's not because we lost the practice game in a sense. Well, good segue. Let's talk about the two practice matches, um, Collingwood and Sydney. Uh, I I actually didn't really watch. Like, I watched the Sydney game. The Collingwood one I didn't get to as much. Uh, I was telling Kira pre-show. I was at work, came home late that night, watched the first quarter and fell asleep and sort of just watched the highlights after that. But Sydney game, of course, the one we get battered in is the one I watched start to finish, really. But... um. General general thoughts. Let's go around the room, and I'll I'll, I'll come. I'll start. La- I'll go last. So let's we'll start with Kira. Ari, come back to me. But general thoughts. Um, I didn't care that it was a practice match. We needed to beat Collingwood. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I was at work watching it at work, and everyone that was at work was like, "Kira, you need to relax. It's a practice match. I don't care that it's a practice match. It's Collingwood, and I'm still scarred from round 23. So we've got to win. So I was very glad that we got that win. Um, don't really, you know, didn't read too much into the game other than the fact that we beat Collingwood and that was great. Um, and then Sydney, well, yeah, look, Sydney was not our best performance. I was not very impressed with that at all. We looked just luck, like bad, <laughs> to put it quite frankly. Um, I turned it off at halftime. I was like, it's too early in the season for me to be getting angry over this. I'm not letting my emotions go wild in preseason. So I turned it off. But I think a few individuals looked really good. Cowan looked incredible. I think he'll be in the side very early on. So I think there's positives we can take individually. But I think as a team, preseason hasn't given us much at all. 
Yeah, um, I echo I echo Kira's thoughts. I think Colling- the Collingwood game was, I don't know, just, I just wanted to win. I just wanted to, it's, but it's so it's so petty. Like, it is just the pettiest thing, but I just feel like we had to win, and we did, and we played well. Like, apart from that, what was it, five-goal stretch in the second quarter, um, I thought we played well. We held them off in the back end of the game, which is something that, we couldn't do in round 23, but we can do it in a practice game, which is great. Um, really, do we, we did it when it matters. That's the main thing. Um, yeah, which was which was good to see. At least the Sydney game, I watched the first quarter and then I switched it off because I was gallivanting the I was gallivanting and, and indulging um, in in other activities at the time. But I I I'm glad I didn't watch it. I'm glad I didn't watch it because I was checking the scores and I was just laughing because because I I, I had the preconceived notion that whatever was gonna whatever happened that game I just wasn't gonna care either way like it's like I'm not saying what I'm saying about practice games because because as like a safety blanket I say it because I mean it like we could have won that game by ten goals and I would have been like yeah it's great if we, great that we won. If you would if you had said to me before both games that you'd win both, I'd take that over losing both. But I don't think it's like end of the world. We need to change everything type type um sort like a type of thing. But um yeah, I think some individuals are good. That's what I was looking for. Like looking at individuals whether or not they can like take a step up. Cowan of course was a standout. So um I think we're going over old ground by speaking about him. But he was very good. Um of course I thought I thought Chara was was okay in terms of he wasn't – I don't think he played on the wing for any of the preseason games, which was good to see considering that we kind of pushing him – we pushed him out there last season. I don't really think it worked. But, um, yeah, and some other individuals were good. Good to see Harry Mackay kicking drop punts from where he would normally snap them, though, which was something I noticed very early on in the Collingwood game, which is going to is gonna please a lot of people. It doesn't it, – it, it's annoyed me, but it's going to please, please a lot of other people. I mean, my, my thoughts are similar. I – I'm a bit odd with practice games. Not, not that I think they mean a lot, but like I just look at previous years, and if we get smacked in practice games, it generally means a bad season. But I guess we also had pretty shit teams back then as well, so like they were going to get battered in practice games. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't hate that we got smashed by Sydney, but it was like you compare it just to last year, right? They came in on a high. They beat St Kilda. And then they beat Melbourne, right? And then it translated very well to round one. They were on a high, and not that I—it's odd because like this, we're, we're technically a, a decent team now, so you don't really like—it's actually hard to predict what's going to happen now. But you now the Collingwood game looked good. Just you can tell there's very established links within that team that know how to move the ball well, and it was breaking Collingwood open. The forward line is always—that's the only thing about our forward line—is it's very just Harry or Charlie, and then the, the smalls are going to crumb, whatever. But I guess we don't – like, our smalls aren't great lead-up, you know, hit-up targets at the same time. So it's uh, – you know, it's not awesome. But, um, yeah, the Sydney game was just crap. It was – there was really nothing good about it. It was just tough to watch. It, I don't know. Just, the, no, the only thing that frustrated me uh, tweeted about it is, like, Boss literally – said i think it was voss right he said to the media he's like those are the two teams we specifically you know wanted in these practice games because because they you know, gave us the most challenges last year then like you did nothing though like literally nothing you we got battered by them like i don't even understand collingwood as well like collingwood just broke us in the last quarter like it we dominated Collingwood. Sydney, we also beat as well, convincingly beat for the most part. Yeah. So, like, odd odd choices, but I guess oh. they're the experts. <laughs> I would I would like to see a practice game against the Suns and St Kilda, personally. They're the, <laughs> they're the teams we need to beat. Just, <laughs> they should, are the teams. We should have played a round robot well, against North, Adelaide, true. St Kilda, GWS and Gold Coast. And Adelaide and, at Adelaide Oval. Yes. We, we, should have played, <laughs> we should have done our pre-season at Adelaide Oval and Gold Coast and Metricon. Just I don't care who we versed, just get those just get those teams down pat and we'll, the rest will figure itself out. We need to beat the shit teams because we can't do that apparently. No, we're bad at that. It's I don't know. Look, I didn't take too much out of it. It was there was nothing like there were concerning things from the Sydney game, but hard to like criticize them a lot when it's not a full team that's made those errors at the same time. Like if it was the 
full strength team, you would say, yeah, well, they're clear errors. But how many of those guys are going to be playing in round one? Uh, not too sure. But yet again, let's segue. So go, go. No, I was just going to say, Voss was laughing at the end of the game, and I don't think he's much of a laugher on game day. So if he wasn't concerned, I think it'll be all right. He was pretty chill with it. So clearly he wasn't too disappointed. Yeah. I, I, I think, do we have, does Voss have credits in the bank to the point where we can trust him? It, it, like, because obviously we started really well, but then obviously the back end wasn't that great. So it's like, if like, if, if we had got like, I don't know, if we had like, I don't know, if like Alistair Clarkson was like laughing at the end of a preseason game, it's like, right, you can trust him to like do something. Or like if it's, I don't know if it's like a Simon Goodwin who's won a premiership or like a Damien Hardwick. It's like, all right, they've they've succeeded. They've done that what they need to do. They know what they're doing. If they're laughing, then it's fine. Whereas like, I don't know, if Brendan Bolton was laughing or if David Teague is laughing <laughs> after a game, it's like, right, okay, there may be some maybe some, there's something going on here. I don't know where no, it's on that scale. When Teague and Bolton were laughing after the game, I was like ropeable. I'm like, how dare you laugh after a game? But I think Voss showed us last year that he's not a laugher on game day. He's very serious. So that gave me a bit of hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, it, it reminds me of the fan cams from oh, the Giants game in 21, I think, 2021. And it was when Brett Stanton laughed. Like, I watched this like two weeks ago just to remind me. And Brett Stanton laughed. And, and Paolo came on, Pommy came on, but they were just absolutely giving it to it. It was hilarious. Like, just, it's just so funny, like, watching that stuff back and thinking, like, we, that was, like, only two years ago. And it probably yeah. could be this year at this point. So it, that's it's not really distant memory. That feels like 20 years ago, honestly. It's just hilarious to watch. All right. But let's, all right, let's talk about some players um, that played well. Um, might as well talk about the two new recruits, uh, Hollands and Cowan. Now, on, on Cowan, I got to watch him a little bit last year, uh, you know, when Sandy played him once and they played a prelim the game before Sandy, so I got to watch them. Cowan looks like he's 25 years old and he looked like he was 25 years old last year playing against 18-year-olds. He stood out like – you just I just remembered seeing this bloke like Looks two two meters tall, built like Patrick Cripps, and he's just running off the halfback line. And you're thinking like like this bloke isn't actually 18, like those Middle Eastern footballers that are like apparently like yeah. 15, but like their actual age is like 20 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit yeah. like that. They're playing in the under 18s world. They're playing in the under 18s yeah. world cup with a mortgage and kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was literally like that. He was just he was just huge. And he looks like he's built for AFL, which is great. And he, he was given it all. And I was liking what I was seeing. I'm saying like the new and improved lean soccer, which I was fair enough. To say that. I mean, that's careful, careful, careful. Touchy, touchy statement. No, I was going to say that. I think... Well, no, I liked him. Oh, I can go, Kira. Oh, I think, uh, you know, like Stocker, I loved Stocker, but I think he's got that physicality that I was worried we would lose when we lost Liam. And yeah. I think he was just running into people on the weekend. Like he just had no regard for his safety whatsoever. So I think that gave me a little bit of a hope that that won't all be lost when we lost Stocker. Yeah, but how how long until he runs into like... I don't know, Nan Curvis and dislocates his shoulder round one. Well, we'll cross that path when it happens. Well, 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 that's that's what I thought. I know we're going to touch on on Holland in a second, but it's like Holland's he's like with all due respect to him, and and I'm sure if I met him, he could punch my head so far, I'd come out my my backside, right? But he isn't exactly built, right? He isn't exactly a, a physically dominate like a physically intimidating player at this stage anyway so i know cowan's a little bit different but it's like i don't know i'm just i'm always just trading a little bit careful with with kids especially now especially now when we play such a contested style and it is very crash and bash at times just i'm, I'm trading with caution for the most part but no that uh, cowan looked good in particular does he walk in round one i mean i mean Depending on if if Marchbank and Gov get up, I think I think Gov 
is all but confirmed. I know I know Herald Sun did a predicted um it's eighteen or predicted twenty two and they had Gov in Marchbank still out. So I don't know. But he he isn't the worst safety blanket in the world considering considering Jordan Boyd's absence, considering Zach Williams's Zach Williams is absence. Um yeah, it's better it's better that we've got him as our third choice half backer than I don't know, someone like a Matthew Dick or someone that we've had in the past. So the standards are leveling up, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he'll walk in because I do think Gov will play, but I think he's a pretty good second option. I don't know. Chuck him in if he's ready. But like, uh, honestly, like, put anyone in, right? If as long as we're winning, actually couldn't care. Like, just he looks ready though. Like, maybe it's just a jump in the gun, but like. Just based on it, like he's not needing to build much size. The only thing that will let him down is just a lack of game plan knowledge, purely because he's been there. Well, they get there in November. They probably only start learning the game plan from Jen, right? So it's probably his second or third month. So that's probably the only thing that will stop him getting inside. Otherwise, I there was nothing like concerning watching him thinking he's not ready yet. Whereas we talk about Hollands and. He's a very silky mover, knows how to move the football well, and he's a very good runner. I think he had the best I think he had the best two K time for the whole under eighteens last year and, and very good endurance runner. So all positives, right? But yeah, his size is just probably gonna let him down a bit, especially against a team like Richmond, who will just bash, crash and then transition. But thoughts on Holland? Yeah, I, I I think like I said, I I am trading with caution, and I th- I think that comes with Peter's day because uh, how many times we've we seen our first round picks bust, and I, I'm not I'm not thinking of anyone, I promise. Um, and you I've thinking ju- Sam Walsh instead. Yeah, exactly, and Jack Burton. Um, we're not thinking about Paddy Dow, trust me. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't know, I don't know. Hollands is a tough one. Hollands is a tough one because. In, if you ask if you ask me this in twelve months' time, I say he should be a lock by that stage, in my opinion. Unless, of course, uh, Matt Cottrell becomes the the second coming, right? But he should be a lock, and it's something that you need to be very careful with because we've seen, and we're not talking just about calm players, but we've seen time and time again kids be pushed into a spotlight when they aren't ready, and it could it does. It does not only break them physically but mentally if they don't perform well. If they do get like if they do get beat up and they do get battered and it's like physically, it can damage a player. It can damage a player psyche. But I trust that we are. I, I trust that whatever we're going to do with him is whatever we're going to do with him is the right call. Whether that means playing, whether that means making him earn, earn his stripes in the VFL for a month, two months, and then bring him in, or whether it means not play him at all this year and make him properly earn it and make him dominate the VFL and then we play him, or whether it means he, he starts round one. I think whatever we're going to do with him, whatever we're going to do with him is going to be the right choice. I, I back the staff in that respect. Yeah, I think Ari's hit the nail on the head in that one. I think we're past the point of playing kids because we have no other option and just playing them because we're youthful and we're young and whatever the other excuses we've used over the years. So I think we're past that. And I think the players that play, they're clearly being trusted by the coaching group and they're there for a reason. So if you're in the side, then you're ready to be in the side and not just there because we have no other choice. Well, look, I compare him to Lockie O'Brien and you know who I'd choose in the battle between those two, right? But actually, let's talk about Paddy Dow just genuinely for a piss take, but you brought it up. And I was like, do I talk about it? But he has literally done nothing. Like, <laughs> That's he's Sydney Bain. Done, he's done nothing. <laughs> like he actually talked up like he was going to come back and like <sighs> become the next next Chris Judd of this team. And he's like, he's just like, I've never said, like players should be going like that just over the you know course of their career. He do, he's like he's, he's the same. Like he genuinely hasn't done anything. Like, how? That Sydney game, no Cripper and Walsh. That was his opportunity to take, and he just didn't. Like, how many opportunities can we give him? Like, time's running out. I think. Time ran out a decade ago. <laughs> I know, but we're still holding on to a little bit of hope. 
I don't know. Dow's a, Dow's a weird one. Dow's a weird one because, I mean, he's a like. I think we all love the idea of Paddy Dow. The idea of this quick, explosive midfielder who can take the ball out of traffic and like quick hands, instinctive in the way that he plays. We all like the idea of him, right? And we all know his deficiencies. He isn't the best kick. He isn't the best ball user. But if it's weird, like his big assets if they if he if they are used properly and if he can get a run on hate is very good right so it's not like his ceiling is, is rubbish his ceiling is quite high it's just that he's been he's been about 10 meters from that ceiling for about five years ever since he got drafted so it's like there hasn't been that much improvement which is annoying and considering the fact that we are past this whole development play the kids get youth into the team we're past that stage now i don't yeah, make or break this season. I think it's been make or break for the last couple of seasons. He's just lucky that he's got a contract that he can rely on, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, th- well, I thought it was done last year. I don't, like, he was barely worth anything at the end of last year. And, like, what what's he going to be worth by the end of this year? Like, genuinely nothing. Like, what's the point of getting in a third rounder? I mean, I guess it's great for depth, but you got to really hit the nail on the head with a third rounder if you got something, you know. It. Well, actually, the first thing, which other club would take him? North, probably. <laughs> Maybe, but they've actually... The got new Tassie team would take him. The new Tassie, the new Tassie, Tassie team. team. If that ever happens, yeah. if he'll, get a, he'll get a start in that one. Yeah, captain, we'll be captain, captain, yeah. captain Paddy for Tassie. Yeah. There you go, get that trending. <laughs> <laughs> captain Paddy there we go. There's one. Um, so this is where the improv part goes a bit out of the. Don't really know where to yeah. go with this. Okay, yeah. Blake Acres. Let's talk about Blake Acres and what we thought of him. I'll start. Um, I liked what I saw. He's just an improved Lockie O'Brien, but, but not dramatically though. I that, like. I, I never. And I've said this on record in these podcasts that I don't think he's anything special. He's simply was never very good at St Kilda. Yeah, hence why he moved. And then Freo, he just he did improve his game, but I don't think he's like I don't think he's going to be a game changer. He's literally just a better Lockie O'Brien. That's a bit bigger and able to move a bit better, hit some targets with both feet, not just the left foot. So it was good. Like he does fit in. He does he does fit in well. But I guess no negatives. I just didn't like. I didn't look at him and think that was what we needed. It's just a good asset, but. Other opinions? Yeah, I don't think he was brought in to be a star. I think every team just needs their role players and I think he's just brought in to play a role. As long as he plays his role and plays it decently enough, then I think he'll be a solid asset to the team and someone that we'll be glad we brought in. But I don't think he was brought in to, you know, win a game off his own boot or anything like that. Yeah, this is going to sound really harsh, but... I promise this is a compliment. Every team needs a player that you somewhat forget about. Mm. Every team needs that player who just and it's it's the most like people use the term selfless a lot. Like it's literally the most unself like the selfless role, most selfless role you could ever do because you're doing you're not even doing the pretty stuff and you're not even getting any plaudits for it. You're literally there to just fill a hole. And I think he's there to just do his job. I thought he was okay against Sydney. I thought he was, from what I saw, I thought he was okay. Like, he was, I mean, the last game he played for Freo, he was best on for them anyway in the semi-final, right? Which is, which is more than, which is more than a lot of our other other players have done in their careers. So, imagine playing in a final. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, yeah, I just think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I think if it, I think if it kicks Lockie O'Brien out of the team, then Nathan will be happier, man, and then we will all be happier because of that. I don't think Lobs improved. I didn't look at him and think, damn, he's got better. He's still the same. Like, I get actually, to be fair, I didn't watch close enough to see if he was actually manning his player and running after his player. So I guess that will, I'll watch that on round one because that's what actually pissed me off about him. It's not his, his kicking's good, right? He can kick on a left foot, which, if, like I said, it's his only asset, right? But he can't do it. He's after that. Well, what's he providing? Not much. If he's improved that fair enough, I'll let him go for the season. That's a load of shit. But I'll, just, I'll give him I just, I just want to interject. Maybe, maybe we can play Setterfield on the wing in replace. 
<laughs> you don't you don't understand oh, you know what I, I watched the whole St Kilda Essendon game me too I mean why oh, even oh, well actually if I didn't have to work I would have gone to it it was really you know for me it's close but I was like mm, there's nothing on on a Friday afternoon might as well watch it where he that was depressing watch like I was like center field like damn like imagine it, it, it's like you're at a workplace you just don't want to be at and I'm making that assumption like there's no way he genuinely walked in there and thought I'm actually going to play the best footy in my career I'm going to enjoy every moment like I, I, I'm, I'm still hurt like I, I'm he actually played actually all right hurt. though yeah but how hard's that right in that team yeah, I was gonna, like I, genuinely, I, I, Lockie O'Brien will be the best player in Essendon if he walked in. I was going to say we've had Tom Bell play very well for us when we when we were rubbish. So the standards, right? Yeah. And it was just sad. I mean, we thought you were a spam. Yeah, good, good for him. He did well. He did well for Essendon, but you know the standards aren't that high. So <laughs> fair enough. But that's all right. Lockie yeah. O'Brien stays on the list, right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's please not talk about it. All right, uh, who's next? Uh, let's talk about your man. Let's talk about your man, player. Oh, uh, I'll take the floor. This one. Go oh, on. I'll take, I'll take, so, so what are we talking? Thirty-five votes? Thirty votes in the Brownlow, or what are we thinking? Because I've got a multi for over thirty in the Brownlow, and over thirty-five goals for the season. But um, no, nah, <laughs> we. In all seriousness, um, yeah, like. I don't know. See, Plough is Plough's a weird one because I know it's kind of somehow become, and I hesitate to say this word, but my brand um, to be a enough for Ploughman. But in all seriousness, I I, I do think I, I do think he's a the definition of a five out of ten, six out of ten player. And when you have a player that's ceiling, because he's never, no matter how, I mean, with all due respect to Lockie, if you're watching, like, with, if, no matter how hard you, I mean, you could probably prove me wrong, but I don't think he's going to become Tom Stewart anytime soon, right? But that's fine, because once again, like we saw with Akers, we don't need stars. And Plough's a player who can play a couple of different roles. We've seen him do that in, in, in different periods of the club when he's been here. And he's a player that I think has been. I think I think this this thing about player that has gone very kind of understated is that he's very very rarely, if never, injured. And for a team that has been a team that has been brutalised and basically lost their finals berth because of injuries, for a player that yeah he might not be Zach Williams, yeah he might not even be someone like a Lockie Cowan, but the fact that he is fit nine time like ninety nine percent of the season is a good thing. Or it can, I can only be good thing. Never have I ever thought about the fact that Plowman is never injured. Like, it's it's something that I think if this is it, right? When when you're in a team, if you if the team's deficiencies are blatantly obvious, whoever can counteract those deficiencies should become blatantly obvious as well. Because it's like, all right, if the team, if our team can't kick. And then all of a sudden, there's one bloke who's hidden targets that front, and it's like, oh yeah, that guy can kick. It's the same thing here. If all of our team's injured, it's like, oh my god, Plough is never injured. He's one of the very few players who's never injured. Well, we had like, what was it three players who played all 22 games? We had like, I think it was like maybe past round four, we had more than 10 players on an injury list or something, some stats like that. Like, it's it's kind of. There's a lot of bad, but there is some good, which a lot of people, for whatever reason, just blatantly disregard because he laughed after getting five goals kicked on in one game because of some tactical incompetency. Like, he, he doesn't choose to be bad. Like, it's not exactly his fault. No, I, I agree. Like, he hasn't played bad. Like, he just has those rough moments that... Yeah, but who doesn't? Out, well, exactly. That's... But, yeah. like, I've never... I don't think I've ever shat on him properly. I don't. I've I've always had criticisms, but I have criticisms of a lot of players, evident, evidently. But he's been pretty good, and like the the beard for a while made him look pretty. You know, <laughs> intimidating. He was out there, right? He was, he was out there. Yeah. But, I mean, um, he, he, here's something: if Lockie Plowman was a forward, no one would bat an eyelid about him. No. Because if he because he, he if you just literally picked him up and put him in put him as a forward. 
and everything about him was the same. His injury record, his mistakes, his efficiencies, his deficiencies, everything, right? If everything was the same, no one would really bat an eyelid because he'd still make the same amount of mistakes, but if he makes a mistake in the forward line, he's got a, he's got a midfield and a defence to make sure he doesn't look like an idiot. Whereas it, it's just the fact that he's the last one on defence that if he makes a mistake, it's like it's obviously you cop a goal nine times out of ten. And I think that goes to show just how good most of our other defenders are because I can't think of the last time any of our other defenders have made a drastic, like horrible mistake, whether that's been not manning a man, not manning a man up or whatever, right? So I think that – I think, funnily enough, instead of shitting on Plough, we should be saying, okay, if Plough's the worst that we've got, what about how good everyone else is type thing? Because Plough's not that bad. Like, he's he's not that bad. No, nah, he's not. No. Well, uh, to, to mention just quickly, you're, just to go back to your tweets, you did say how good is Plowman played lock for round one, in my opinion, and then like 30 seconds later, yeah. in, the, in the pocket he drops it and it just leads yeah. to a run in yeah. open goal. So that's yeah. why people dislike him at times, I must say, but... Uh, now look, I don't. It'd be very harsh to shit on him at the moment until he really has a bad string of games. But otherwise, uh, you know, it's but, just been good. Like, been good. what did he do poorly last year? Tell me. I'm not the one shitting on him. Are you? I'm just Why saying. Are you asking I'm, me. I'm just. Why are you yelling us? Yeah. Okay. Anyone who's watching this, tweet at me. And tell me one bad thing he did last year. I can guarantee you, if you find one, I'll find you something good that he did. Guaranteed. Well, and I'm yeah, exclusively talking 2022 because I know there's previous where he has done some bad things, but still. Um, okay, well, let's... Actually, I think that's really it for the players. Enough for us to talk about us. We will be for too long. Because, I mean, your usuals are going to do usual stuff. So there's no point getting into them. So let's... Um, Let's talk. Let's. I'm going to set this podcast up for the room. We're going to we're going to talk round one, and then we're going to just do our like general season predictions, and then that's it. And then it will be like two hours after that. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put the kettle on if you're watching. <laughs> okay, round one. Uh, this will be released exactly a week before. Um, g- just general. What are we What are we thinking? Because I'm so pessimistic like i don't think you've been able to what get that surprise. vibe off this what a surprise. Not, i've probably been the most optimistic this whole episode but in terms of how i'm feeling right i'm very pessimistic i like i don't have a fear of losing it's i just i have a fear of just feeling like shit again like that's what it is it's not even like we lose and it's not over but it's like it's that whole thing of you just have to wait another week until another game and you just keep going and going and going. You just want to start well. And I don't really care if we went 10 and 0 because obviously it means nothing. So it's just a matter of like, I I just would like to win. I just don't want to get belted. If we lose, I just don't want to get belted, right? That's all I want. Simply all I want from this game. I would like to not get belted and not lose by under five points because I just don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, that's the thing. I would rather lose by 100 than lose by one. So. Yeah. I also think Richmond will be better this year. I think they'll be a lot stronger than they were last year, um, even though they made finals and we didn't. But, um, I yeah, I hope we win. I really do. But I think, once again, like we are talking about earlier on in the pod, I think we've learnt now that it's not all about the start of the season because look how it can end. In a heartbreak. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, this is my sadistic here as well. This is my whole thing. We don't play well against Richmond. We don't do well against them. And people forget that round one, we were like, it was close for the first, you know, quarter and a bit, but we got belted by them. And then it wasn't until we just came out of nowhere in the last quarter and put eight goals on them. But otherwise, they dominated us for the most part. They did exactly what they do every other year. They kill us on transition. Their speed is always way too much for us. And then the when was it? You know, the round fourteen game. They were up. They killed us. They were up by you know forty points at one stage, and we just had our moment and came back. But you you just can't keep doing that. Like we just can't keep doing that every time we play them. Like we either have to get off to a good start or stick with them because I just feel like it's the same story each year. And we didn't get lucky to win round one. Like we. We put everything into it and we won convincingly. But I just, I'm, I just can never be 
confident going into Richmond. Like we just never have, we haven't proved in the past that we can really just go in and beat them. Richmond can say that they can go in and beat us because they know how to beat us. We don't know how to beat them still, apart from quarter four of last year. I think I'm in the minority, but I really don't care how we win. I just want to win. Like, I don't care if we're getting absolutely smashed in all parts of the ground and win by three points. Like, as long as we win, I think I'd be happy. Although it would be nice to have a convincing win. Um, I really don't care how it happens as long as we get the four points. Yeah, I think there's a, there's another certain side that showed last year that it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. That's all that matters. So, Collingwood. Uh, oh, how'd you guess? Was it Collingwood? <laughs> I how'd thought it was Gold Coast for a second. Yeah, yeah. No, it was North, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, just win. Just please win. Like, like I, 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 I'm with Kira. I don't care. I don't care. Just win. It could be three to five and we win. I, I genuinely couldn't care less. As long as I just want to win. I just want to see Carlton top. Just, I just want to see Carlton top again. We saw it. We didn't even see it last year because bloody Melbourne were top. So I just want to see Carlton top. We haven't seen us top since 2012. That's so it. sad. I just want to see us first. And we played the first game of the season every year. I just want to see us top. If I can see Carlton and then the number one next to it, that's You'll be fine. a happy man. Yeah, I'll be a happy man. I'll, I'll I'll be content for seven more days until we get smashed by Geelong and it's all a struggle straight again. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm sort of with you too. Like I don't care how we win as long as we win. But like I just I just don't want to go down by like twenty points and then sit there like like what now? Like it's I just don't think I, I'm I'm interested to see if our like seven eight gold pylons that we had a couple times during the year. Like I'm interested to see if that's going to happen again this year. Like it's very hard to tell. Like you just won't know, and we never saw it coming either. Like even with Collingwood, like it was what twenty points down at half time, and then it's like it, it just happens out of nowhere. I, I don't know. I think Richmond will have 100% looked at tape. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, that's literally how we beat them. And both times as well. So how do you combat that? When they shut that down, what are we going to do? So, I don't know. Stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this? Too much this? to think about. Why, why are we doing this? I'm just stressed for no reason. No, it's, 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 it's getting me, it's oh, getting me in the mood. It's getting me in the mood. To what? Be to dep- feel like shit. Yeah, to be depressed. I don't, I don't like to <laughs> be in that mood. <laughs> I was I was I was very happy at I was very happy 55 minutes ago and then we started speaking about this and I'm just anxious it's, to get it's gone down now. Okay, well, what are what are the actual predictions from this game? I'll start. I think this is going to be the closest game, like Carlton Richmond game, since I don't actually think we've had very close games with them, like in round one. I think the closest was like. 25 points like it's never really been under that no we, we, I think we, we lost by nine points in 2016 that one but I but they sort of were beating us most of the time anyway I don't think it was like I don't remember it being thrilling finish but I yeah, think like yeah. this will be like genuinely start to like, start to finish I think it will be just a bit mad I think both teams will just have no clue what they're doing for most of it, <laughs> it I yeah. think this will be two goals or under I don't know who's going to win either. I don't really actually have a prediction of who's going to win. I just think it'll be really close. Well, well, my answer is depicted on one very key factor, and it's whether or not Ed Sheeran has decided to stuff everything up for everyone. That's my that that is my if 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 I Your rock man. up, yeah, my man, yeah, great concert. Did you see uh, the photo of the ground? Oh, uh, no, yeah. Tom Brown's exclusive. Eh? Yeah, yeah, Tom. Yeah, he probably hid in like behind the advertising <laughs> board. Um. No, yeah, no. It's if I rock up to the JN, it's literally a cow paddock. Then it's like, all right, great, we're gonna get absolutely smashed because that literally plays directly into Richmond's hands. Um, obviously, I'm being a little bit like hyperbolic, but I just don't. I just don't. I'm not filled with confidence, but I'm not pessimistic because the hurdle of actually beating Richmond is so understated because it's like we had this just mental block of no matter how well we played, no matter how poorly we played, no matter how average we played, like there could be no factor that could have changed the fact that we would always lose to them, right? So now we finally won. I know we didn't win. I know we lost, like our most recent game was a loss, but the fact that we finally won, I just feel like that was just going to put a lot of 
yeah, I can just gonna set the, the the group at ease a little bit. I'm not filled with confidence, but I'm not filled with any pessimism. I just reckon. Well, well, my theory behind it is last year, Kurnow and Mackay kicked none between them in that game in round one. And if if they decide to rock up and actually take some marks and kick some goals, we're in business. Oh my gosh, I forgot yeah. about that. We're winning by like thirty three points. Yeah. As if you just said that, like <laughs> thirty-three points. Shut up! Like this, that's actually. If you, actually, you know what? Fair play I, if you get that, but I changed my mind. Can't can't buy sixty-three. Oh, there you go. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be how like when they beat us in twenty seventeen, and Dusty had like fifty touches and kicked twelve goals. It's gonna be the same, but it's gonna be Paddy Dow. Does that mean you're the, we're Paddy them Dow. winning the flag? Yeah, of course. Dow right. Dow Dow is his breakout game. Has 35 kicks for, wins a brown load, Norm Smith, and we win the flag. Calling it for Brilliant. I'm, the, the thing with this game is, like, if you win, it's like, great. Geelong couldn't care if we win or lose, right? Like, you won the first game, you can go into ease knowing that if you lose to Geelong, you're one and one. So it can't actually, it's not 0 and 2, but you lose against Richmond, it's like, I'm sure they're going to have this whole scene of come out and, like, you don't want to lose the second game. They'll give everything in round two, but it's like, it's Geelong. Like it, it's not it's not GWS. You're playing around two. You're playing Geelong. Yeah, I think you could give him everything, and you're probably still not going to win. So, uh, okay, you, this is do, a good. Sorry, do you reckon? Go, go, go. Do you reckon that puts more pressure on the group, and the and they'll crumble under that? Because we saw last year they couldn't exactly handle pressure that well, could they? Oh, you reckon? I don't, I don't know what makes me say that. It's just a hunch. But every time pressure came on, it just I don't know what happened. But I don't. I I. I can we handle it now? Have we matured enough as a group to handle it? I hope so. Yeah, so we'll be. I don't. Based on no, look. You don't. How can you Sorry? like? This is the thing with mindset. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. How can you? They, they have, a, they've got a poor mindset, right? They don't know how to win games. That, does, that doesn't just happen. Like it doesn't just come. Like having an off season doesn't just make you come back and think we're gonna win it now. Like. We can do it. Like, Collingwood finished. Collingwood finished second last two years ago, and they won every game by the skin of their teeth in the back end of the season. They know how to win. I granted yeah, that's not grand final, but still, like, like where, is that gonna? That's not gonna happen again. Like, oh, don't want to speak too soon, but that that won't happen again. I'm, it better not happen again. <laughs> what happens if it does? It won't happen again. What happens, happen happens again. what happens if it does? What happens if it does? Well then. what happens? What happens if Gold Coast win the flag? What happens if Gold Coast win the flag? They party don't. They... Metricon, mate. <laughs> yeah, party Metricon. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to win. You, no, you, it's not Metricon you... anymore. What is it's it? The Heritage Bank Heritage studies, Bank. mate. Oh, that is Jesus Christ. Um, I, 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 we can't. We know how to win. We do know how to win. It's just that we, like, it's steps, right? You, to first run, you need to walk, and then to walk, you need to crawl. So it's like we knew how to win. And then we figured out how to win well. So, like, we knew how to win. This is this is actually this is this is a very good point I'm about to make. But we knew we knew how to win when no one expected us to win. So the so the motivation factor was let's like the motivation the motivation factor was everyone everyone is like going to doubt us. Everyone is going to say that we can't win. Richmond round one, no one thought we could do that, right? But we won. Same with the dogs, we won that. And then. We're ten goals up or six goals up against Hawthorne in round three, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're gonna win now," and then it's like, "Oh no, we we can't handle that." Same with Port or even Gold Coast the next week. Everyone thought we'd go in, we'd win. Didn't happen. Same with the Port the week after that. We we know what everyone was kind of like, "Oh, are they gonna win?" They come off a poor poor loss, and then bang, right? We go to a great start. Everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna win," and then we can't handle it. Same with St Kilda. Everyone's like, "Oh, surely we'll beat St Kilda." Don't win that. Surely we'll beat Adelaide. Can't do that. And it's like, and it's like, and then it goes to the fact of surely we're going to make finals, right? We can't not make finals. We can't not make finals. And then, yeah, and then four losses in a row to end the season. We can't make finals because we can't handle the expectation of really what should be the bare minimum at that stage. So whenever we need to perform above expectations, I think we're a good side. And I think historically we have been that. 
right? Historically, we have been a side that, for the most part, if it's a big game against a big club, we don't necessarily get smashed more often than not, right? So it's just it's about changing that mindset to having it having it just a standard mindset for every single game, no matter the opponent, the time, the location, the circumstances. Win. Just we need to go in and do a job. Nothing fancy, nothing pretty. Just do a job, and that comes with maturity. And one more off season, and especially coming off heartbreak, will aid that maturity. You'd like to think anyway. I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, I, I, I can see this season going for like two ways. It's either going to be really casual, where it's like we're just sort of going to rack up the wins. Like it will be win, loss, win, win, loss, loss. Like it will be very casual or it's just going to go like really chaotic really quickly. Like 0-2 and, and then we lose to GWS the next week and it's like we're done. Like it's like that's it. Why, Nath, why can't we have chaos but the other way? We just yeah, why, why, can't, why can't we be 20 and 0? I don't know because it's like if, if, if say by the end of – Okay, let's say by the end of round five, we're three and two, right? I just don't see us being like, hmm, like we we could be three and five by the end of round eight. Like, I just think it will just be like, okay, well, we're going to beat this next team. Like, it's, it's, you can just sort of look at an opponent and think we can beat them and not look at the record. It's just simply going to be a bit more casual in how you go about week by week. Whereas last year, it's like you look at the last four games and you're like, shit, like you actually have to win one of them. It's like, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but in my head it just is like I just can feel this going a bit more like fluent because we know what to expect from this team. Whereas last year it was like we were just still getting, you know, used to the idea we were winning games of football. Yeah. The... Okay, okay, okay. No, you go. I was, I was going to say this team is motivated by the fear of losing and mm. we're not motivated by success, at, the, or at least last year we weren't. Because if we were motivated by success, we would get so we would have got so amped up for those final four games because it's like oh we're one step away from finals and we would have put extra up we would, like would have that those are the games in which we would have stepped up. But we're, we're motivated in the fear of what happens if we lose, what happens if we lose, what happens if we lose, what happens if we lose. So as soon as we get comfortable, that's when we struggle. As soon as we get comfortable, that's when we struggle. Like I said, we surely we're going to make finals, right? We can't be eight and two and not make finals. We're going to cruise to finals. That's what happens. We're we're ten we're ten goals up against Port at halftime. Surely we're gonna win. We don't need to we don't need to put the foot on the foot on the gas. We don't need to put the foot to the throat. No, we'll be right. That what happened. That's that psychology needs to change. A hundred percent. And I was just gonna say, even if it's casual on the field, we are the most uncasual fans ever. So I think whatever happens, it's gonna be chaos because we just know that Carlton Twitter is gonna make yeah. life chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair point. But I, I just want to stay off Twitter. I, I, I just can't tweet about him too often. Like, you just, like, you know, if you tweet about him, you're like, you just know you're going to get sucked in and then reply to another thing and reply to another thing. It's like, like just don't say anything. Just yeah. simply cry on your own. Like, just stay <laughs> cry away from on it. your own. Or you just tweet, or you just tweet very sarcastically about Lockie Plowman, like me. <laughs> It's not sarcasm. Are you genuinely think he's an all Australian? 50% of it is sarcasm. <laughs> And I'm not going to. And I'm not going to let into I'll, any I'll secrets take, about which fifty percent is. You're just going to steal that yourself. <laughs> I, I could genuinely think that Lockie Plowman's an Australian level defender. I genuinely could think that. I mean, we'll Nathan Eastwood Satterfield's the best midfielder since Judd. So I don't know what I don't know how he's laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, best Essendon Judd, I guess. But uh, yeah, right. That's fine. Just, all right, well, let's. Let's wrap up on our just genuine season prediction. Um, I just did a ladder predictor for the rest, which if you don't know what the rest is, you probably don't. But it's, no, where, it's, mate, come on, you need to hype us up. Where have you been um, if you don't know? Yeah, what mate, we're big time. We are yeah. big time. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, night seven every, o'clock. Seven o'clock, Blue Broad live show, man, Nathan Bank. So that's, this that's is a, a this is a sneak preview of my ladder prediction. But I have us. Where'd it go? I have us finishing. Sixth, but also tied on wins with Sydney and Collingwood that are seventh and eighth. So I'm going to say six to eight because it's just based on percentage, right? If you go and squiggle, you can do every single game and put the scores for whatever you or the margin for whatever you think the score will be. Um, so I have a like, I just I don't think we can get worse. I think we can have a really bad start, but like, I also don't think we like there's just teams you look at, you're like, 
we we can't lose to them even at our worst. It's like the wins will naturally bank. You think like just don't generally. Don't no, not in a bad. No, I'm not like I'm not saying you look at North and it's like a win, but I'm like also even at our like at our shittest, like a North going to belt us? Probably not. It will still be a pretty competitive game, right? I don't like those type of teams. And then you just naturally. No, 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 no. Clip, clip this, clip this. Yeah, when we get spanked by ten goals in round three against the Giants, clip this. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I'll, I'll clip it. But and then you think naturally you're going to beat Richmond, Fremantle, like those type of teams. You'll beat two or three of them throughout the year, three or four if you're lucky, right? So you just naturally, I think we have to make it just based, just based off. <laughs> Just math, math, right? Because I, I, I don't think Con- you think Collingwood are going to be shit. I don't yes. know if that opinion still stands, but you think no. they'll be shit. I don't think they'll be shit. They That's can't right. get worse. But I, even if they, okay, let's, that whole thing of even if they uh, lose fifty percent of those games that were close, they still get in. They're still good enough. Oh, I don't think Port Adelaide are any good. I don't. I they lost their chance, and they're going to have a t- tough time. And this is they'll enjoy the last season of Boke, but otherwise I, I'm not looking at Port Adelaide and thinking they're going to jump by any means. I think they've got a potential to do well at parts of the season, but I just that that motivation they had when they, you know, they got to prelims, they've lost it. Like they lost, they know they lost their chance. So I don't know. I don't see Port being a genuine threat. I reckon they'll push pretty hard, but I don't think they'll be a. I don't think they'll be sitting in the eight. Uh, and the Bulldogs are an odd one. I think they'll be very similar. They're so inconsistent, but also so could we, we could also be that, that team as well. I think we could do a Bulldogs this year, like they did last year. Like they, I don't even remember Bulldogs being good, and they made eighth. Yeah, I wonder how they made the eighth. I wonder. So, anyways, what are your guys' <laughs> predictions? Um, if you, if you want my predictions, check check. Um, you would have already seen them because you already actually no, it's it's next week we're doing it, not tomorrow, is it? I was going to give a plug for the for the show, but well, no, that's why it's why it was a sneak preview to my predictions. But, yeah, uh, well, I actually haven't done my predictions. Um, off the top of my head, I think we'll finish. I think we'll finish in the top six. We'll finish in the top six with about fifteen to seventeen wins. That 14, would be lovely. Fourteen to seventeen wins. I also haven't done many predictions, but I'm saying seventh. I don't want to put my ceiling too high, but we've got to make the eight. If we don't, I'm following a different sport. Maybe I'll take up soccer. Yeah. Ari, I'll yes. jump on you. Yes, come on over. Yeah, follow Chelsea. They're doing good. Yeah, actually, don't. Don't, give them... don't. go watch the <laughs> soccer. Do come over don't, to the, go don't. to the other Blues in soccer, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just flying at the moment. Go, go watch lacrosse. It'll be much better for you. All right, lacrosse. Watch. If we don't make the eight, I'm going to follow lacrosse. If we don't make the eight, I'll become an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, honestly. You, what did you? Who's who's in uh, Arsenal? We haven't forgot about that whole Arsenal tweet when look, they're holding that trophy up at the Emirates at the end of the season. Look, mate. I I can't become an accountant. I can't count. So that is a sticky point, isn't it? <laughs> I can't count. Ah, well. Yeah, that's what. That's why. That's why. That's why it will probably be like. I'll probably say that I don't know. Collingwood are going to finish twelfth, but with like fifteen wins somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I I have an eighth. I just yeah. Anyway, well, this is a top, topic for another day. I just they're not going to go shit, and I'll okay. I'll be happy. Look, if I'm wrong, not a bad thing. I think we can all agree that North are going to be terrible again this year. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can get any better. All right, Essendon are going to suck. There you go. Yeah. Nathan just says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It's just anyways, look, that's a anyways. This is a Colton podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're the one who brought up Collingwood. Hey, yeah, well, okay, fair enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's a good, that's a good, that's an hour. That's actually an hour. I think it's at 59 minutes because we shit talked for the first four minutes before I recorded. So we're at an hour and four. So I think it's just an hour. So that's good. So I imagine Tori and Jazz here, this thing would actually be going for another 30 minutes. So, at yeah. least. We'll be here, we'll be here next week. This would be a All watch right. along of round one if we were if there we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one alright well thank you two for joining me and I'm pretty confident you two will be here the next time this 
this podcast is recorded, and I yeah, can't right. tell you when that will be. Round Every one week, review. apparently. Round one review. Round one yes. review. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. It could happen. But I don't know if I can be bothered talking about this okay. mob for okay. 24 weeks. If Carlton win by exactly 63 points, we have to I'll get record all... every week. Yeah, I'm done. I'll record every week. 63. Preview, preview and review. Everywhere. I'll, pl- I'll plus and minus five points on that as well. Okay, sweet. Perfect. So if they get in so between... 58 to 68. Yeah, 58. That's fair. They can't count. I'll 58 to 68. If we win. Yeah, that's done. Otherwise, expect this podcast... Uh, Next year. Next year, Next year. Yeah, season, season review time, yeah. baby. We're yeah. back. Exactly. We're back. All right, let's wrap it up. Thank you two for joining me. Appreciate that. Um, watch the rest. And then and when, whenever the AFLW season decides to start up again, and if you want to watch even more depressing Carlton football... Uh, and Somehow. Kira talk about that. That's the place to go. Kira's the place for that. But uh, it's pretty. I don't uh, to plug your show now. Is, is is there's nothing to watch. So no. Kira does have a show, which is probably with all due respect, Kira, up. better than actually watching the AFL. Oh though. my! It is a great thing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it is it awesome. Is. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you too. We appreciate you watching, and we'll see you in the next one.